Hello from the fort. Welcome to Toros in the Middle, the podcast, a place where we sit down with various members of our community to learn about the people that make every space, classrooms to cafeteria, at Spanish Fort Middle School, the amazing place that it is. I'm your host, Jacqueline Richardson. Welcome back to a new year and a new episode of Toros in the Middle, the podcast. This is episode 19. Today on the show, we have our library media specialist, Brooke Walsh, on to talk about all the um, things she's got going on in the media center and a super fun thing that we have coming up. So thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. So we always want to start off with how you made it to the fort. Um, Well, I taught five years uh, before deciding to be a stay-at-home mom with my children. When our youngest started kindergarten, that's when I returned to teaching, which was at Spanish Fort, and I've been here ever since. Um, I came first to teaching science for five years and moved into the media center last year. Yeah. So um, what made you want to change from science to media center? Um, Well, the media specialist positions just don't open very often. I still love teaching science. Uh, but just felt that it was an opportunity I couldn't pass up. And I'd had that certification for a few years. Yeah, yeah. Um, So when you got this position, what was your vision for the Media Center? Well, I really wanted to make it um, 21st century. I wanted to really incorporate um, common learning styles and become an extension of classroom learning and really incorporate a lot more technology. So tell us about some of your favorite projects that you've done with the students. Well, some of my favorite, um, I love working with the green screen and doing editing with the students on iMovie. Uh, They really, you know, feel like their finished product is very professional. They love using the microphones and the equipment. So tell us about some of the projects that they've done using the green screen. With Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, they kind of took news segments um, and broke the novel down that way. Uh, We just recently did... um, Puppets. That was the first time I had done that. Um, just recently did that with our 21st century skills class with sixth graders. I also have really enjoyed working with the Ozobots. Uh, we got those from a grant last year from Speed and um, have done a lot of different things with that, just in terms of coding, uh, breaking down timelines of historical events, and, and sometimes the kids just even like to play with them and see what all they're able to code it to do. Um, Also, another uh, thing that I have done a lot of um, is virtual reality. Uh, We've gone on pre-made tours. We've even had the students create their own, and and they, again, have just felt so accomplished and professional that they've able, you know, been able to create that. Yeah. So one of those was eighth grade last year, their book they read. Yes, The Diary of Anne Frank. Yeah. And so um, they did that with the novel where um, the teacher and I kind of worked together and decided what the criteria she wanted them to have in it. So um, in the end, we had them create two different uh, scenes. Um, The first scene was actually of Anne Frank's house. And so the students were able to use the Google Maps to get a, you know, 3D image of that area and then drop in their points of reference. And so in their points of reference, they had to research and embed even more information 
And they had to include, like, Anne Frank's family, uh, the family that kept them in hiding, Mm -hmm. and just a lot of other things. And then the second scene, they went to, they had to choose one of the concentration camps. And then they had criteria to add to those for points of reference. Such a great way to bring the digital to um, their novel um, study that they were doing. That's so awesome. Um, So anything else? Um, that is really all I can think of at this moment. (laughs) So let me take you off the spot and ask something else. Tell us about how you fix your schedule, um, to be able to allow for all of these, um, fun activities. Um, okay. So I'm on a fixed and flex schedule. And so, uh, the lessons that I just kind of talked about, those fall more into the flex and I rotate out every other week. And, um, the fixed, I rotate between... Um, English, science, and social studies, and to kind of talk to the teachers about what um, literacy skills they want me to teach when their content area comes through. Um, So we have done smart Google searches where students have uh, learned um, site search commands and file type format commands so they can you know, just get more reliable results. Mm -hmm. Um, We've talked to just about um, evaluating websites for reliability and things to look for. Um, Also, we have, you know, talked about primary and secondary sources. And then in a few weeks, we're going to be talking about plagiarism. But this is also the week where they come in for their regularly scheduled time to check out books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you just fit those lessons in while they're in there checking out books. Yes. That's awesome. Um, and you do that with all different content. You don't just do that through their we language arts classes. Yeah. No, we did last year. We changed this year um, just so that we could try to... Uh, also meet the needs of science and and social studies because they do a lot of research and writing in those classes Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. So we have a super fun event coming up, One Book, One School. So um, tell me about how you came up with that idea and a little bit about the background of that. Okay, well, um, I first, you know, noticed last year coming into the Media Center that um, students in middle school are just a lot more Uh, difficult to get excited about reading. And um, so last year, that's one of the things I was really looking at is how can I increase the circulation? How can I make students want to read? Because so many research, um, you know, studies show that no matter what students are reading, it's going to benefit them in all academic areas. Right. Um, So I've found some discussion online of One Book, One School, and I priced out the program, and it was very, very expensive. And the more I read about it, I just thought that we could do the same thing from scratch, not be limited to certain book titles, um, and kind of even used Rockwell's DBAE as kind of inspiration. So we decided to throw in a culminating day, yeah, uh, which is not included in the initial One Book, One School. Yeah. So last year you had kids um, vote. So last year the whole entire school voted. <clears throat> yeah, um, we wanted student buy-in. Yeah. Um, because, again, the whole first idea was to increase student engagement with reading. Um, but we, you know, also have you know, some other things that we're hoping to accomplish with this as well. We're hoping that we boost our reading scores. We're hoping, you know, that we do help students find some genre or author or something that they love. So the criteria that went into uh, the book choices, we really wanted it to be a series Mm -hmm. because if the students love it, we want them to have more to come back to. Uh, We also had to find a book that would be of interest to them. So 
um, two of the three novels that we did put on there for them to vote on are dystopian because that is one of the highest checked out genres in the media center. Yeah. After the students voted on the book, we kind of kept that a secret until this year and then we did a big reveal and we put together a team of teachers um, that helped uh, plan lessons and um, helped with, you know, planning the culminating day. We tried to make the lessons for culminating day tie back in to the content areas that they teach. So, Mm -hmm. you know, students can see how things can be cross-curricular. Yeah. Um, But even down to our electives, teachers, and PE, the whole school is going to be involved. And so um, for two weeks, we are going to be on a pep rally schedule. And instead of going to a pep rally at the end of the day, we're going to return back to our homeroom classes. And in there for the last, you know, 45 minutes of the day, um, every student in the school will be reading the same chapters of this book at the same time. Yeah. And we even have some exciting guest speakers coming to uh, share reading with us on some of those days. That's so fun. So we'll be on Pepper Life schedule. We'll all be reading this book at the same time. Um, it's just going to really build a lot of community too, I think. So at the end of those two weeks, we'll have the big, huge culminating day. So tell me about some of the things that we'll be doing that day. Okay, well, uh, again, we are, you know, we worked really hard to make sure that the lessons, especially in the core classes, tied in to that content area. Um, And then tried to, you know, kind of do the same with some of the electives, and then some of them we just made fun for student enjoyment. Like Um, the fake ID. Yes, yes. Okay, so we're going to call that our new identity. Um, But some of, uh, so that lesson particularly, Um, the students are going to be, you know, thinking about if they had an opportunity to just start over with a brand new life, you know, what would they want to do? Um, if you were given this opportunity, where would you go? Uh, once you got there, what would you do? Um, would you go to college? Would you look for a job? If you, if you could be anything you wanted to be, go anywhere, you know, what, what would it be? Mm -hmm. Um, because that is kind of touched on, you know, in this book. Right. Um, another one, uh, you know, our math classes are going to be working with students on their taxes, and they're going to actually get to learn how to fill out a 1040 EZ form. Um, and then, two, uh, another one that's coming in, you know, one of the themes in the book, one of the main themes is population control. And so we are going to uh, teach them about the census, which is coming up this year in 2020. Yeah. And uh, they're going to kind of see what the importance of the census is. Mm-hmm. So I'm yeah. really excited. I know. It is all coming together, and I'm so excited to share it with the kids um, and have this experience together. So the book is Among the Hidden. Um, and can we still purchase that? And if so, how do we do that? Yes. Um, So uh, Rachel at Barnes & Noble is amazing, and she works with us and collaborates with our school on a lot of things. So she knows this event is coming up. She's trying to keep those in stock. Uh, But you also can still order it from Amazon. Um, This program is not going to really kick off until January 27th. So plenty of time to still get that copy. Yes. Okay. And so um, you're doing so many awesome things. Our media center is just, it's amazing. Thank you. Okay. So tell me, um, our last thing is what you love about Spanish Fort. Well, you know, it has, you know, I've been here for seven years now and uh, it has felt like family since the very first day. 
Um, one of the things that I like about Spanish Fort is that everyone on this campus works so hard. And it truly is a school where every single faculty and staff member have the student's best interest at heart. Yeah. And I, I don't know that you can say that about everywhere, but this is definitely uh, my favorite school that I've ever worked at. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Well, thank you. That was Brooke Walsh, our media specialist. She is doing some exciting things in the Media Center with our students. Um, one Book, One School is coming up on January 27th. We are super excited um, to share this with the students and the community. Um, we think it's going to be a great opportunity um, for us to uh, have a common book that we're reading. Um, so we hope that you'll join us. Thanks for listening and have a great day.